Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. In music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the great state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. It is April 12th, Tuesday, into Wednesday, April 13th, 2022, and we have a really great broadcast for you this evening. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable, that's rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Gab and Gitter, as well as Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. You can find my books, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, and a link to our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes content. All of that on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. I just added nine new behind-the-scenes videos to our Patreon page over the weekend. I went to the Pima County Air and Space Museum here in Tucson, Arizona. That was really fun. And uh, shot a couple of little videos there, a little behind the scenes. So those are over on our Patreon page. And while you're on the website, please check out our free show archive. There's an embed player. There are links to all of the different podcasts and radio players. You can listen to the show for free. Yes, there are advertisements there because the show is monetized so that we can have an income to support what we do here. We've been doing this now for about a decade, professionally for five years, and it's only been a few years where we've actually asked for any kind of financial support as I've become more and more invested in what we do here on the show. So if you listen to a few advertisements, I don't like them either, but it supports the show, or you can just opt out of those advertisements and subscribe to the archive Without those advertisements, that'll get you access to all the shows, all the montages, all my digital books, and you'll get, for a yearly subscription, a physical copy of one of those books as well. Check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info. Plus, you get one other perk. When the show is pre-recorded, you'll get early access to the show. We're on Monday through Friday. Some nights the show is pre-recorded. You'll get access to to that pre-recorded show, sometimes as early as uh, noon or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That's about, well, 12 hours before the show actually goes live. So you'll get access to the show very, very early in the day. You can listen to it, you can download it, etc. www.thesecretteachings.info So tonight, I want to ask you a question. Actually, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. They're questions I've asked before, both rhetorically and literally. I always encourage and invite people to message us and let us know what they think. I'd like you to message me and let me know what you think. And I, I, you know, I've asked this question so many times in the last month. It's it's kind of stale, and you've heard it so many times. It, and you're you're probably going to think this is where the show's going tonight. But I promise you, it's not going where you think it's going to go. Here's the question: Where is all of the money? 
where is all of the energy, where is all of the support and the benefit to that support coming from for the LGBTQIA plus community? Here's another question for you. Where is the money? Where is the energy? Where is the support? Where is the benefit of that support coming from for the overflowing of incest pornography? Where is that coming from? Who is supporting that? Pornography in particular, you can go on the internet at any time, any part of the day, any part of the night, any kind of device that logs you onto the internet and you can access pornography anywhere, anytime. Yet millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars are being dumped by a handful of companies into producing incest pornography. So much so that people that consume pornography consistently are starting to develop a desire for incest in real life. Now, that's really hard to quantify, but we've got mainstream news articles asking the same question by both liberal and conservative news outlets. Where the hell is that influence coming from? It's not the porn that's doing the influencing it's something that's influencing the pornography industry. Why is incest the most growing, uh, the, the top, the, and, 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 and the strangest, you know, on top of that? But why is it the, the most growing, uh, the, the top uh, form of, of, of pornography entertainment now? You listen to, you know, porn stars that give interviews that say everything they're cast for is now sister, uh, you know, and, and mother, sister and father you know, father and, and, and daughter, it's, it's, it's mother and son. I mean, everything is, is, is incest. Why? Those are my two questions. Where's the money coming from? Where's the energy coming from? What is, what is the, the benefit of promoting these things? And why are we not allowed to ask these questions? Why is it socially and politically unacceptable to ask, where is the money coming from? Now, I ask you that, where's the money coming from? Not because... There's a, a, a huge portion of the population who just loves incest. And there's a huge portion of the population that are LGBTQIA+. That's what makes the question so significant. LGBTQIA+, people that consider themselves one of those identifications, make up such a small percent of the population, you would think, based on the coverage that these people make up 99% of the population. You would think, based on the amount of incest porn, that incest was not only not taboo in any society, but it was the dominant cultural norm. Once again, like maybe a few people have an incest fantasy, maybe a few people have the, the Electra complex or the uh, Oedipus complex of Freud, but this is not a common thing. Incest is taboo, and generally speaking, LGBTQIA plus people make up such a small percentage of the population. It's weird when every TV show, movie, every news report, everything is focused on LGBTQIA plus. And I did a lot of thinking about that over the weekend because I started to notice a trend and a pattern that I want to share with you tonight. And I know that it is an extremely controversial thing to analyze and observe. So I'm going to take it slow and I'm going to take it step by step, little baby steps. 
until we can really wrap our heads around the concept that we're going to discuss tonight. Let me ask you another question. Think about the most mainline historical accounts of World War II. Or pick any point in human history. Pick any point in the 20th century. I always pick World War II. I think it's a great starting point. Because World War II, when you think about World War II, maybe you think of, uh, you know, you think of dogfights, you think of like, you know, soldiers in the trenches. You think of those old, uh, you know, black and white videos, some of them in color. Maybe you think of Hitler. That's what most people think of. Hitler, 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 Hitler. Hitler's so evil. Hitler's got a mustache. Hitler's mustache is evil. If you go, if you go on Netflix, everything is Hitler, 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 Hitler. It's like Hitler's socks, Hitler's tie, Hitler's, you know, best man at his wedding. Everything is Hitler, 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 Hitler. It's just obsession with Hitler. I'm sure you've noticed that. I've noticed that. It's, it's like literally everything about World War II is Hitler, 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 Hitler. Hitler's bad. Hitler's evil. Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. And it's to the point where it's sickening and you start to think, why, why do people hate Hitler so bad that this is the only thing we can discuss about World War II? It's the only thing that's allowed in discussions about World War II is how much you hate Hitler. I mean, even discussions on how how you might, you know, uh, you know, just just, you don't like war in general. Well, we had to fight the war to stop Hitler. So that makes you that makes you, you know, pro Hitler if you're just anti-war. It's bizarre. So that's what we know about World War Two. We know about Hitler, 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 Hitler. It's just to the point where it's annoying. I don't want to know. I don't want to learn about it anymore. I don't want to know about it anymore. It's annoying. It's obsessive. It's compulsive. And it's it's weird. But we know that because that is every TV show, it's every movie, it's every documentary, it's a thousand Holocaust museums in every city across the United States. It's if you go down south here of uh, Tucson, Arizona, down to the famous town of, of Tombstone uh, with the famous uh, OK Corral where the, the famous gunfight was. If you just go down to the Boot Hill Cemetery and you walk down over the hill, there's a Holocaust memorial out there. It's Tombstone, Arizona. Was there a large Jewish population in Tombstone? You know, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, why? Where does the money come from to finance and fund those things? So, the, so those are the three big questions tonight. Making up such a small portion of the population, it doesn't mean those people don't matter or exist. I'm wondering why such a small portion of the population has such immense wealth, it appears, and immense lobbying power that they can take over media, entertainment, politics, everything with their personal in-the-bedroom sexual preferences, with their personal in-their-pants identities when it comes to, to gender and, and, and genital expression. Those people make up a small percent of the population, and yet it seems like they make up 99% of the population. Same thing with incest porn. Same thing with World War II and Hitler. What else do you know about World War II and Hitler? You know that Hitler killed 6 million Jews, right? That's all you hear, 6 million Jews, 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 Jews. I always ask the question, what makes a Jewish person person so special? Now, if I'm talking to a conservative Christian, no matter what you say, no matter what you believe, no matter what reality is, no matter what the truth is, no matter what Israel does, they stand with Israel one hundred percent. 
So I know if I'm talking to a conservative Christian, it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what Israel does. They stand with Israel. There's this weird obsession and fetish with the state of Israel, and it has to do with a Christian, Judeo-Christian perspective on the world. If you have that belief system, and that to me is it's weird. It's just like this obsession with Hitler. People have an obsession with Israel. It's like a, a, a fetish. You know, it's like, I mean, the media reports this on occasion, but it's like the, the one, there's like really like 10 people that think this way in Europe. It's like these young women in Europe who are like, who are like, yeah, I let myself be raped by a migrant because he was black and or he was Muslim. And I just thought, yeah, he, he deserves to get laid. Or he raped me, but I let him rape me because I thought, you know, he, he, he traveled a long way. And, and I thought, you know, he, he, he deserved to, you know, to get laid. So I, that, that, those stories are in the news. I mean, there's like probably 10 people that actually feel that way and they're mentally ill. But people do that. It's the same kind of weird fetish that people have for, for Jewish people. I don't understand that. What makes a Jewish person so much more special than the rest of us? What makes an LGBTQIA plus person so much more special than the rest of us? What makes you special because you have gay sex? What makes you special because you pierce your face and have green hair? What makes you more special because you have a yarmulke? And the answer to those questions is obvious. Nothing makes you more special. You are no more special than me. You are no more special than anybody else listening to this show. Or if I'm speaking directly to you as an audience, these people are no more special than you. You might be one of these people. You might be gay. You might be a Jewish person. What does it matter? We're so obsessed. It's, a, it's an obsessive compulsive fetish with identity. And not in a good way. I mean, identity can be a good thing. Figuring out who you are, what you believe, what you represent, and then coming together with others in a community and learning about other people. And then you have a civil community, you have a civil society, you have a social contract, and that makes the world a better place. But not when, hey, I'm a Jew, I'm better than you. But then that's the other weird thing. You know, I've known Jewish people and none of them act like that. Yet there is within the Jewish faith an elitism in the same way there's within Christianity and elitism. But see, that's the weird thing. I grew up a Christian. And Christians, for the most part, are kind of taught to like fetishize Jews. And it's really weird. It's, it's really weird. So like, you're a Christian, so as a Christian, you're better than a Muslim, right? You're better than a Muslim. Muslims are infidels. Muslims are terrorists. And then... You're also better than Buddhists, and you're better than all other religions throughout the world. You pick one. You're definitely better than pagans. They're way down at the bottom of the totem pole. But then when it comes to comparing yourself to Judaism, Christians suddenly fall to second place. And that's, that's a weird psychology there. It's like, I'm better than you. I'm a Christian. You're a Muslim. Muhammad's a terrorist. Muhammad's a pedophile. People actually say that kind of thing, you know, but then a Jewish person walks by and you're like, oh, no, my God, oh, my God, you're Jewish. You're better than me. I, I, I don't understand that. That's a cultural thing. Like Christians are always better than everybody except Jews. Why? What, what is this hierarchy of gender and sex and religion that, 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 that we're compulsively obsessed with, that we fetishize? You know, it's like it's not even trans people. It's trans women of color 
which aren't really women of color. They're trans by de- by some definition. They're, they're black men who decide to put on lipstick and become women. So it's it's a gross misnomer. Trans women of color. What about just how about trans men of color? Do they matter? No, they don't matter as much because even even if you're a woman, you decide to become a man. Well, you don't matter as much as a, as, a, as a man who decides to become a woman because now they're a real woman and, and they have dark skin. So it's trans women of color. You know, I hardly ever watch the news, but last night the news was on. And I watched, I watched, it was Lester Holt. It was, it was repulsive. And um, there was a segment about architects. Seemed like a strange thing. Uh, so they were talking about architects, and immediately the angle was, there aren't enough black architects. And they asked the question, there was this journalist, if you can even call her that, uh, walking on this college campus, and she was surrounded by four or five black students, and she said, do you even know any black architects? And, and that was the implication to the audience. Like, no, I don't know any black architects either. There needs to be more black architects. And I thought, I, I mean, I, I've interviewed Richard Gage, you know, a dozen times. But otherwise, I don't know any architects at all. George Costanza, he wasn't an architect, but he wanted to be one. I don't know any. Do you know any architects? You know, there aren't enough black race car drivers. Have you ever met a black race car? I've never met a race car driver. You know, it's like, there aren't enough women astronauts. Are there women astronauts, though? Yes. Why do you think there aren't a lot of women astronauts? Because women typically don't go into that field. There's nothing preventing women from becoming an astronaut. There are plenty of women astronauts. There's nothing preventing a black person from becoming an architect. There's nothing preventing anybody from becoming an architect. It's just not a, a common field of interest for college kids. But everything has to obsessively, compulsively be focused on the color of skin, on the genitalia, on the chromosomes or the lack thereof, on genetic deformities, on any kind of mental illness or physical disability. Everything has to be focused on that physical characteristic, that physical identity. And there's a hierarchy to it. Because if you were talking to some black students about, have you ever met a black architect that wouldn't matter as much as a black trans architect, right? The trans trumps the black. But as I've said for years, it's weird because no matter what the identity is, when the Jewish identity is brought into the equation, suddenly everybody has to stop. Everybody has to get on one knee. Everybody has to kneel down. Everybody has to participate. And if you don't, you're anti-Semitic, right? That's what they call you, nonstop, anti-Semite, anti-Semite, anti-Semite. There's a really easy way to combat that. You tell them, no, you're anti-Gentile. Get so sick and tired of hearing about that crap. So let's go back to that third question I asked you. World War II, six million Jews died. Why are those Jews more important than any other person who died? Where's the money coming from for all the Holocaust museums and memorials and documentaries? And that's a, there's a, so, it's, a, it's an industry. I mean, Norman Finkelstein wrote a book called The Holocaust Industry where he explained all this years ago. He's a Jewish individual who said that basically Jewish suffering is being utilized to capitalize on, on, on death and suffering and pain and torture. 
people are using Jewish people to make a profit. And those people aren't Gentiles. They're elitist Jews who are using the suffering of their people to make immense amounts of profit, immense amounts of money, which is funny considering the stereotype of the Jewish person. And that is what I maintain is happening with LGBTQIA+. A small portion of a politically elite class is using gay people and queer people and whatever the identity might or might not be to advance a political agenda, not necessarily to make some money, but to advance a political agenda that is as enriching, that is as rewarding. And to use those people as a shield against the advancement of other more perhaps highly radical political ideologies and agendas. And so the question I'll ask you again and again and again, what makes six million Jews more important than the millions of Christians, the millions of Muslims, the millions of human beings that were slaughtered in World War II? You know that 14 million Germans were either killed or displaced at the end of the war? Where's their memorial? Where's their documentary? Where's their Holocaust museum? How about the Holocausts in Bosnia, Serbia, Rwanda, China, Canada, South America, Cambodia, you know, the killing fields? Where's the Holocaust memorials for all those people? So many people, it's just basically a statistic. You know, right now in Shanghai, China, people are being starved to death and locked down in their apartment buildings and their homes indefinitely. 25 plus million people. Nobody is flying a flag saying, I stand with Shanghai. Nobody's putting that on their cars as a bumper sticker. Nobody's putting that sign in their front yard. I stand with Shanghai. People being starved to death. People being beaten. Pets, dogs being beaten to death in the streets because they could spread COVID. Nobody cares about them. Everybody's focused on Ukraine. And why? Well, once again, President Zelensky is Jewish. It's not my opinion. There's news articles all over the place. Why Zelensky is such a Jewish hero. Jewish, 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 Jewish. But 25 million Shanghai residents don't matter. Starved to death, beaten, tortured, quarantined, locked down. They don't matter. Just Zelensky and uh, he needs more money. Another shakedown, another scam that we're going to expose tonight on The Secret Teachings. I guarantee you, you won't hear this anywhere on radio because it is beyond taboo to discuss. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I say that proudly. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and that's what we're discussing tonight. More after this. Stay with us. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. So I'm going to ask you a very taboo question. Do you stand with Shanghai or do you just stand with whoever the media tells you to stand with? 25 million plus. That's 25 to 5 million plus people live in Shanghai. These big high rise apartment buildings that look like something out of the growing fields in the Matrix. 25 million people. You know how many people live in New York City? About 8 million. There are 25 million in Shanghai. I think that number is really important to try to process. 25 million people live in Shanghai. It's one of the more technologically advanced metropolitan cities in China. And their entire population is locked down to the point of absurdity and insanity. Shanghai residents were told the lockdown would last for four days as a result of rising COVID cases and because of the Communist Party's zero COVID policy. However, 
Last week, the city extended this lockdown indefinitely. According to one of the residents who lives in Shanghai, Guao Ziwei, the supply chain is completely locked down too. Now here's what Guao said. Previously, basic food and grocery delivery worked. The assumption uh, with this new lockdown was that those would still be working. But here's the thing, they're not working, meaning that people can't get food. The supply chain has been locked down just like the residents. Now, to get around some of these shortages, neighbors have come together to try to buy what little they can in bulk. Now things like bottled water and vegetables have become a luxury that most people cannot get access to. People have been rioting in Shanghai due to lack of food, a classic staple of the Communist Party. These have been circulated on Chinese media, but of course quickly censored. Now authorities are deciding to crack down on group buying, forcing residents to rely solely on government food distribution. You know when people tell you that the government wants you poor and the government wants you to live off of the little bit that they give you because that gives them control? Well, this is precisely what is happening in Shanghai. And you see what they've done? They've tightened the noose, then they released it a little bit, and then when the noose went back on, people thought, okay, it's just for four days. We got out of it last time. We had food last time. It's okay. I'll stay home for four days. And then Actually, we're going to extend it indefinitely, and this time you don't get food. Round two. You know, it's like, it's like they're playing squid games or something. You don't get food this time. So now residents are saying that if they go onto the street, not everybody's being immediately arrested, but if they go onto the street and they get stopped by authorities and they are tested for COVID, and they turn up positive, well, they get sent to a quarantine facility. In fact, one family was taken away to a quarantine facility, and they had, you know, they had their dog. And according to some of the reports I read, the, and this is on video, by the way, but the, uh, there have been several, several instances of this. The dog started chasing after the, the vehicle because its owners are being dragged away. And so authorities caught the dog and beat it to death. This is what the Communist Party does. So people are taking to social media and they are trying to, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to inform the world of what's happening, but the world doesn't care. The world doesn't give a damn because Zelensky's a Jew and Zelensky needs more money. Okay, that's what's really going on. That's the taboo-ness of tonight's broadcast. Nobody's going to say that anywhere. Conservative, liberal, atheist, Christian, Muslim. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to say that because everybody is terrified of the big J word, Jews. Why is Zelensky being touted as a Jewish hero when the guy is an actor, comedian, who seems to have more power than even our Congress in the United States? He gets to talk to our Congress here in the United States, like he's a god. I demand you give me more money. Who the hell is this guy? You're going to demand the most powerful legislative body in the world just gives you more money? 
You go to the United Nations and just tell these fictional stories with no evidence and proof. And when someone asks you for evidence and proof, as one of the EU heads did, rather than just providing the proof, everybody acts appalled. Oh, why would you question Zelensky? He's Jewish. Of course, he's not making it up. I'm not saying anything is made up. I'm just saying this is bizarre. 25 million people are starving to death and being tortured in Shanghai. Dogs are being beaten to death in the street. People are being beaten to death. People are being hauled away to quarantine facilities. And we're concerned because Zelensky needs more money. More money. I mean, Zelensky's like, you know, George Carlin's depiction of God. He's very powerful, very intelligent, very wise. He's just not that good with money. He always needs a little bit more. Now, what's happening in Shanghai is because, as I said, communism is beyond a cancer. Communism has a zero-tolerance policy for COVID. When you figure out that COVID means you, then you realize the Communist Party has a zero-tolerance policy for you. They have a zero-tolerance policy for liberty, for freedom of expression, of movement, of religious practice. Because if you try to freely speak, you get arrested. You get your organs taken. If you try to freely practice your religion, well, you get arrested, you get beaten to death, you get your organs taken. This is what the Communist Party of China does. While our country, people like our president, many elites in our country, they bow down, they kneel to Communist China. And Communist China can put millions of Uyghurs in concentration camps and literally on a world stage commit genocide with, with, with hardcore evidence and proof. But no. Zelensky and his people are actually the victim of genocide. You see how that works? Ukrainians are facing genocide. And let's even let's say that they were. Let's say that Ukraine is experiencing a, a, a genocidal conquering by the Russians. The only problem with that is a lot of Ukrainians are actually Russian and they, they all share a common heritage. But let's say the Russians are just killing these people because they're mass murdering psychopaths. Okay, we should be concerned about that. We should be focused on that. Fine. But there is absolutely no conversation in any media that is mainstream or even some of all alternative media that covers these things. There's no concern over the literal tens of millions of Chinese people that are locked down indefinitely, that are starving to death, and that are going crazy. Literally going crazy. Listen to this audio out of Shanghai. They've had drones flying over telling people, and this is, this is what the, uh, the translation is roughly, please comply with COVID restrictions. Please comply with COVID restrictions. It says something to the effect of curb your soul's desire for freedom. Do not open the window or sing. This is what the drones are broadcasting in Shanghai. Please comply with COVID restrictions. Counter your soul's desire for freedom. That, that's what they're playing to the residents of Shanghai while they're locked down in these massive apartment complexes. Do not open the window or sing, but... People have had enough. They're starving to death. They don't have medicine. They don't have supplies. The lockdown is now indefinite. And so Shanghai residents 
are screaming out their windows and it sounds like something from a horror movie. Remember when those videos used to circulate on YouTube? People said, this is audio of what hell sounds like. Well, we know those were obviously fake because hell isn't an actual place. It's a concept. But this, if anything sounds like hell, it's this. I don't know the full translation of what this guy's saying, but it's something to the effect of uh, these people have been screaming for, for hours. They're all over the city, something like that. Uh, I'm going to play the whole thing. It's terrifying. This is one of the most terrifying things I've ever heard. I mean, it's like a movie scene where the characters go to hell or they're interacting with like demons or a devil or something. And it's just these horrifying screams from millions of people all over the city. That's what communism gets you. I, I've been really angry about this. Did you guys see what happened in, in, you know, in, in New York, at the University of Buffalo? The lieutenant colonel, uh, forget his name, uh, speaking at the, because I wasn't going to talk about this tonight, but I just mentioned it real quick. Speaking at the University of Buffalo to some conservative students and a group of black militant and white liberal crazy terrorists attack the venue. This is a university in Buffalo. Attack the venue, chase the girl who organized it down to her car, and they chase out the lieutenant colonel, who's, by the way, black, and who was talking about growing up and experiencing racism, but not becoming a victim of it, and then going on to become a lieutenant colonel. And a bunch of black militant students and white, liberal, crazy, communist terrorists attack the venue and create an absolutely chaotic scene to prevent this man from from leaving, to prevent the other conservative students from leaving. Because you only get one voice. You get the voice of Mao Zedong. You get the voice of Joseph Stalin. You get the voice of Xi Jinping. Nobody else gets to speak. Until we start calling this what it is, it's never going to go away. Communism is a stain. It is a scar. It is an embarrassment to human society and human civilization compared to anything throughout human history. Communism is imperialism. Communism is serfdom. Communism is lords lording over you. Communism is everybody is equally poor. Everybody starves to death. You can be arm in arm with your black and white brethren and sisters starving to death because the Communist Party 
determined that you're obsolete. These people are so beyond description, so beyond evil, that this is the world that these people create. And while 25 plus million people are screaming for their lives in Shanghai, Zelensky wants more money. He has to have more money. He's really intelligent, really smart. He's one of the best Jews who ever walked the planet, according to the Atlantic. This newspaper actually said he's a Jewish hero. And he needs more money, Mike. By God, he needs money right now. More money. You donate money, okay? Money, right? I know you can't afford to pay for gas, but look, Zelensky is Jewish, and he needs more money right now. Twenty. Who cares if 25 million Shanghai residents are starving to death? They don't have medical care. People are dying in hospitals. People are being dragged away in the middle of the day, not even the night, to quarantine facilities. Dogs are being beaten to death in the streets because they could spread COVID. Who cares about those 25 million Shanghai people? I mean, it's like Joseph Stalin said. It's a statistic, right? The Communist Party slaughtered 65 million people in the 20th century. 65 million people. And all you know about is 6 million Jews died. And that's even debatable considering that Auschwitz, look it up if you don't believe me, Auschwitz actually changed the plaque to reduce the number of people that died there by millions. That's official. But that's not even the point of tonight's show. The point is 6 million Jews die. They're more important than the literal 65 million people. That's just the 65 million Mao killed. That doesn't account for the almost 30 million that Joseph Stalin killed, including... Nine million Ukrainians. Did you know that? Nine million Ukrainians died under the occupation of the communists. Nine million. There's even a name for it. They won't teach you about it in traditional history class. It's called the Holodomor. They killed nine million Ukrainians. Nine million Ukrainians. They starve them to death. That's what communists do. They're really good at starving people to death. That's what they're doing to the people in Shanghai. And that's what they're preparing to do to the rest of the world. Ukraine is one of the breadbaskets of the world. Ukraine and Russia, these countries account for over a quarter of all grain exports on planet Earth. Cutting that off, You might not feel a direct effect. I mean, a can of beans might go up by 50 cents or gas might go up by $1.52. But let's be honest, okay? It doesn't really affect us as much as it affects the people in the third developing worlds. Those are the people that die. Those are the people that suffer. Those are the people that starve. That's what communists are really, really good at. They're doing it really, really blatantly in Shanghai. They're just starving people to death. They give them these tiny little rations, little government rations to try to get more food. Well, they shut it down. They lock it down. And people are trying to get food in their apps, but the apps don't work. Oh, because the Communist Party shut them down. You don't get food now. Sorry. You don't get food now. Stay in your apartment. You stay in apartment now. 
Go back to apartment. Now we kill you. I, why do people like communism so much? I, I don't get it. These people are mentally, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Over 100 million people were slaughtered in the 20th century by communism. And the biggest slaughter we know about is 6 million Jews. That should tell you something about where the priorities are for history teachers, where the priorities are for school boards, where the priorities are for those people that set these standards in the educational industries. Six million Jews, but not a hundred million human beings, including Jews who were slaughtered by communism and Marxism, the most racist, bigoted, sexist, despicable, anti-human ideology ever thrust on the human civilization. And yet, even here in Tucson, I go down the road last night, there's a vape shop with a big red star and a fist holding a vape. It's a communist vape store. There is a bookstore down the road with a big red star that is a communist bookstore. Can you imagine if there were a swastika vape store or a swastika bookstore? It'd be burned down overnight. It'd be illegal to even have a swastika in some countries. But you can fly that red star. You can have the hammer and sickle. Nobody cares because it's all for the common people, right? So anyway, you see what they're doing in Shanghai. They're starving people to death. This is what the communists do. Even when there's an abundance of food, they starve people to death. They get to keep the food. Everybody else dies. Everybody else starves to death. But they're doing that to the rest of the world. It's not just to people in Shanghai. They're doing that to the rest of the world by cutting off fuel. Although the fuel isn't really cut off, they're just raising the prices and trying to convince you that it's just too expensive to use fossil fuels. Let's switch to alternatives that aren't actually ready to be switched to yet. They aren't actually going to provide the kind of energy that we can get reliantly and cheaply from fossil fuels. Let's just switch now, which will totally decimate economies, totally decimate infrastructure, totally decimate society, totally decimate everything that we know and we love, everything that makes the world a safer, better place. They want to cut off the food supply, cut off exports, cut off imports, all because of Putin, 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 Putin. These people don't even talk about Putin behind the scenes, I bet. They have an agenda, they have a plan, and then they're like, well, what are we going to blame this one? I'll just tell them Putin. That's what they're going to do to the rest of the world. They're already doing it. They did it with lockdown 1.0, now 1.2. Lockdown 1.2, or 2.0, I should say. Lockdown 2.0. And what did those Shanghai residents say? And the articles that we just read, read through a second ago, they, they, they said, well, we thought, well, it, it would just be like last time's lockdown. We'd get out eventually and... You know, they told us four days and, and then we would be able to, you know, ha, you know, we'd have food during the lockdown. And this time it's like, no, you lock down indefinitely. You don't get food. You don't get medical supplies. And they fly drones over telling you to please comply with COVID restrictions. Counteract your soul's desire for freedom. Do not open your window and sing. I mean, is this is this the nightmare world that you want to live in? Is this the nightmare world that your family wants to live in? Is this the world that we want to live in? With a bunch of jackbooted Gestapo, communist, red guard, pathetic, petty tyrant thugs. 
breaking windows, burning buildings down. Did you see what they did in France? Antifa appeared out of nowhere because Marie Le Pen made it into the second round of presidential voting. Because they're following the democratic process, these Antifa jackbooted to take a a line from Bill Cooper, puke-faced Gestapo, went out and started breaking windows of banks and lighting things on fire and causing disturbances in the streets because they didn't like Le Pen getting to the second round of voting. These people need to be hit with rubber bullets, tear gassed, arrested, put in jail, tried, and if the verdict is there, executed. These people are a danger to all human civilization. These communist, Marxist, fascist, jackbooted, Gestapo, petty tyrant thugs. But you're not going to get that in the United States. I watched a thing with MSNBC yesterday. Even on MSNBC, hell, even Al Sharpton on MSNBC was saying that, well, they just they don't prosecute you know, in Democrat cities, they don't prosecute crime. So if they don't prosecute crime, people are going to continue to commit crimes because there's, there's those no repercussions. Another lovely gift from Karl Marx. Another lovely gift from the communist elitists. So you see what they're doing with Shanghai. They're doing the same thing with Ukraine. Nobody remembers that historically. Remember, Ukraine was starved to death. Nine million people died. In Ukraine, under Soviet occupation, 9 million people, the Holodomor. And in the midst of all of this, we have all of our concern, all of our bumper stickers, all of our signs, all of our political discussions is about Ukraine. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. But nobody cares about Shanghai. Nobody cares about the, the, the millions of Uyghurs in concentration camps. Nobody cares about Various religious groups in China routinely having their organs harvested because they decided to meditate in the park. Now, communism is good. You know, communism is great. It's freedom that we have to be worried about. So here, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Who finances all the LGBTQIA stuff? Who finances all the incest pornography? Who's financing this obsessive, compulsive fetishizing of Ukraine? Well, I have an answer to that question. We're going to get into it in more detail in the next hour. But let me read you this. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Here's a headline. U.S. Jews contribute half of all donations to the Democratic Party. Half of all donations to the Democratic Party. Now, this is not an anti-Semitic rant. I'm curious to know why the average Jewish person is a decent human being, like the average Christian, the average Muslim, the average atheist, the average Buddhist. But why a group of extremely wealthy people that probably aren't even Jews, just like a group of extremely wealthy people that are LGBTQIA but probably aren't lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, trans, etc., are using the Jewish label, are using the LGBTQIA label and donating half of all the donations to the Democratic Party. So that makes me think, if the Democratic Party in particular is pushing for LGBTQIA, 
And the Democratic Party in particular is pushing for rabid, obsessive, compulsive, fetishizing, blind support of Zelensky because he's Jewish and his people are under attack. And oh, no. Maybe it's because the people that are financing the Democratic Party are primarily Jewish. That's why they're obsessed with Zelensky, because he's a Jew. And according to the Israel National News Organization, this is written by a Jew from a Jewish publication. American Jews strongly back gay marriage and abortion. Jews are the most libertine religious group in America, according to a Gallup poll. They're more likely than even people with no religion to find same-sex relations and abortion to be morally acceptable. I find that stunning. Jews are more likely than even people that are atheists. You know, people that are like, it doesn't matter, man. I'm going to smoke, drink. I'm going to kill myself. Life doesn't matter. There's no purpose to anything. I'm going to just, I don't care, you know? Those people have a higher moral standard than the average Jew, according to David Rosenberg, a Jew, writing for a Jewish publication saying that Jews are the most libertine religious group who more than even people with no religion, atheist, godless, heathens, they actually find same-sex relations and abortion to be more unacceptable than Jews. That's what it says. As a group, American Jews have long leaned toward the Democratic Party, a tendency which has persisted despite rising average incomes. A new Gallup poll showed that Jewish people, more than any other group, supported these things, abortion and gay relations, etc. 76% of American Jews said they felt abortion was morally acceptable compared to 38% of Catholics, 33% of Protestants, 18% of Mormons, etc., same thing with uh, lesbianism. Same thing with, uh, well, per, per pretty much anything. I mean, animal cloning is is in the is in the in the uh, uh, the poll. Uh, I mean, having kids outside of marriage, basically anything that is that is moral, that anything that is good, whether you agree with it or not, Jews support the very opposite, and that's according to a Jewish publication. Again, this isn't anti-Semitic. This isn't me hating Jews. I'm just wondering why Jewish people publish in Jewish publications articles that say, we as Jews support gay marriage. We as Jews support abortion. We as Jews support everything that otherwise is considered morally corrupt. We support all of it. If you go to the internet right now, type it in if you don't believe me. The gay capital of the Middle East, the gay capital of the world... And this is proudly displayed is Tel Aviv, the gayest city in the world, the most LGBTQ friendly city in the world. So if Tel Aviv is the most LGBTQ friendly city in the world, it's the gay LGBTQIA capital of the world. And Jews are the most likely to support gay marriage and abortion and homosexuality. And Jews donate half of all the money to the Democratic Party. Then perhaps that's the reason the Democratic Party is pushing these things so hardcore. And that brings us into the next hour. We're going to break this down in a little bit more detail. I mean, the United Nations says that Israeli settlements are a flagrant violation of international law. But we're concerned with Ukraine. Why? Because Zelensky's Jewish and because there's a lot of Jewish people there, right? And it doesn't matter if Shanghai is starving to death, locked down and tortured in apartment buildings, high-rise apartments that look like, you know, cloning you know, grow fields from the matrix, those people don't matter because they're not Jewish, okay? 
and the people that are dying in Syria and the people that are dying in, in parts of Africa from U.S. and imperial bombing of the U.S. and the U.K. That, and, and Israel, that doesn't matter. They're not Jews. Jews matter more than every other group. Haven't you figured that out by now? That's the question I'm asking tonight. Why do Jews matter more? Why do LGBTQIA matter more? Why do black trans women matter more? Where is this hierarchy of, of race and gender and religion coming from? We're going to figure it out tonight on The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. There's more after this. I'm Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. 
I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you'd like to contact us, email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Gab and Gitter and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I've written three books, Food Philosophy, Occult Arcana, and The Technological Elixir. You can read reviews of those books, read a synopsis of those books, see the page count and the size of the books, all the details, all the specs on our website. If you buy one of the books, you support this show. You help keep us on air Monday through Friday. Also, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, and our Patreon page, Patreon, The Secret Teachings on Patreon, behind-the-scenes videos and more. I just added a about nine new behind-the-scenes videos from this weekend. Went over to the uh, Air and Space Museum. And if you'd like to catch The Secret Teachings after it airs, you can check out our free show archive on the website. There are links to radio and podcast players. There's an embed player. You can download and listen and stream the show there. There are ads because the show has to be monetized so that we can make a little bit of money. And so far, monetization is bringing us hardly anything because our show is driven down in virtually every search engine. And uh, there are people that have um, that have intentionally, uh, it seems, worked to get our show removed from other platforms. So monetization isn't working well, but there's a little bit of money coming in from it. And uh, that is one way you can support us. Or you can simply subscribe to the archive on our website where you get access to the outside advertisement free shows to stream and download them. You get digital copies of all my books. You also get access to the show before it airs if it is a pre-recorded broadcast. Plus, you're going to get a physical copy of one of my books if you subscribe for one year. It's all for $50. Check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info. Click on subscribe. And there's an option there to subscribe one time with a donation. Please do it through friends and family, and it won't cost you or I anything additional. Or you can do the reoccurring payment through uh, the PayPal account there on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Tonight I've asked three questions, and there are branches of these questions that take us into other questions and topics. But here are my three questions. I'd like to know what our obsession what our compulsion and what our fetish is with LGBTQIA. This group of people do not make up 99.9% of the population. This group of people makes up a few percentage points of the population at the most liberal estimate. I'd like to know what our obsession is with incest pornography. Incest is a very taboo thing in virtually every part of the world. And yet, incest pornography is available all over the internet. Even pornography videos that are not about incest are relabeled as incest. Everything is incest, 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 incest. That's how the algorithms are trained. That's where all the money is going. You'd think that incest was a dominant cultural sexual norm, but it's not. It's not 99.9% of the population. It's probably less than 0.01% of the population Not very many people are into incest, but that's what all the porn companies are making. And for the record, that's not because I watch a lot of incest porn. That's because that is in mainstream news. Conservative and liberal media asking, why is incest porn so big? Why are porn stars coming out and saying, hey, I'm being cast for incest. Everything I'm being cast for is incest. Father, daughter, mother, son, aunts and uncles, 
grandmas and grandpas, sister, brother, stepsister, stepbrother. Everything is incest. And why is it that in the 20th century, for those of you counting along, the third question, why is it in the 20th century over 100 million people were slaughtered by rabid, obsessive, tyrannical ideologies. And the only group of people that we know about by name are the 6 million Jews who died at the end, toward the end of World War II. And asking that question immediately, anti-Semite, Holocaust denier, my response to that is, you're an anti-Gentile, you're anti-free speech, you're anti-free thought, and let's just get over this name-calling so we can get to the real meat of the matter, okay? We can get to the real tofu of the matter, as I say. Let's just let's get over it. I'm an anti-Semite? Okay, well, you're, you're an anti-Gentile. Just call me whatever name. Don't answer the question. Don't explain to me why the plaque at Auschwitz was changed out for four-plus million to one-plus-something million. Don't, don't answer any of those questions. Just, just call me a name, walk away. You know, by the way, Muslims are also Semites. I know that blows people's minds. There's like 40 plus, 50 plus. There's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of Semitic tribes. But for some reason, Jewish people seem to have uh, trademarked anti-Semitism. You know, m- Muslim men and women are um, most of them. You know, Arabs. Arabs are actually Semites. Do you know that? Look it up. Arabs are Semites. So, no, I'm not anti-Semitic. I don't even know what that means. I think that means you're anti-Gentile. But, but the, again, the question, 6 million Jews. Okay, why are 6 million Jews more important than the 3 million Muslims killed by the Soviets conservatively, the, the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 million Christians killed by the Soviets? Why is it that those 6 million Jews are more important than the Jews killed by the Soviets? Why are those 6 million Jews more important than all of the Ukrainians? We love Ukrainians today, right? Everybody loves Ukraine. They stand with Ukraine. They want to give their money to Ukraine. Nine million Ukrainians were slaughtered, either at gunpoint or from starvation, because all the food, all the resources, all the animals were taken to Russia. They were taken to the Communist Party headquarters so Stalin could fatten himself up and all the other people died as a result of an intentionally rigged, planned economy. And as those people starved to death, nine million of them, it became known as the Holodomor. The Holodomor. How many people with a big, fat, blue and yellow Ukrainian sign in their backyard or a big, fat, blue and yellow Ukrainian sticker on their car know anything about the Holodomor? Know anything about how many Ukrainians were starved to death, beaten to death, raped and tortured, etc. by communist forces? How many of those people know that in Shanghai right now, they are flying drones over telling people to please comply with COVID restrictions, counteract your soul's desire for freedom, do not open the window and scream or sing? How many people know that in Shanghai right now, they don't get food? A lot of people aren't having the medical care that they need. People are dying in hospitals needlessly. People are dying in their apartments needlessly. Animals are being beaten to death in the street because, well, they could spread COVID too. This is the same sick, compulsive, fetishizing reaction that the Communist Party in a hive mind used 
to respond to what they told the public, which ultimately was a lie back in 1952, and that was there was a spreading of various diseases that were dropped by insects, through insects, by the Americans on different parts of China. And so they turned society onto a military footing, the same one that Prince Charles said we need to have for climate change. They turned society onto a military footing. They started spraying toxic chemicals everywhere, including on grass and trees, parking lots, on roads. They started wearing masks. They social distanced. They quarantined. And in order to be a good member of society, not only did you have to wear the mask, But if you wanted to fly that red flag on your house to tell people you're a good member of the party, you had to collect insects and rat tails. Literally, you had to collect insects and rat tails because that's where the disease was. And if you killed the insects and rats, you were fighting disease and you were a good member of the party. You were doing something for the common good. And if you didn't do that, well, then you had a black mark on you. Just like today, when you don't wear a mask, you have a black mark on you. Don't get a vaccine, black mark on you. You're not a member of the hive. You're not a member of the collective. You're an enemy. And I'm going to attack you, justifiably. And other people will have my back because you're trying to make us sick now. This is exactly what the communists did in 1952 in China. And they did this by telling lies from Beijing that there was a serious threat of disease. There wasn't. Now the Communist Party has the same line with COVID. Zero tolerance. We have a zero tolerance policy. So they locked down Shanghai. The first time they locked down, people got food. People were in their homes. They, they were let out eventually. Now people said, well, we went back into it because we thought we'd be let out. We thought that there would be food available. Now they've shut off the apps. They've shut off the delivery services. Now you don't get food unless the government brings it to you. And as a result of this, people are losing their minds because, well, they've been locked down for days and days and days and weeks and weeks. It's now indefinite. They don't have food. They don't have medical supplies. So people are screaming from their balconies by the tens, probably the hundreds, by the maybe even the millions, to say hundreds of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people in something that sounds like if there really was a recording of hell, if hell was a real place and people were physically being tortured there, that's what this sounds like. So that's what communism does. That's what Marxism does. That's what the Communist Party does to their people. They starve them to death. And that's what they're doing and preparing to do to the rest of the world. Cutting off grains, cutting off energy. They're preparing to starve the entire world into submission. That's why Ukraine is such an important component of this, because Ukraine is one of the bread baskets of the world. They export about a third of all the world's grain. That's why it's such a detrimental, important key component of the Great Reset. Now, that's something you might have heard here or there, but I guarantee you this next thing is something that nobody's going to touch, no matter how independent they are. And that is, let's go back to those three questions. LGBTQI, incest porn, and why six million Jews matter more than any other group of people that were slaughtered in the 20th century. Those are the three questions. Who's financing? Who's funding this? Well, 
if we use a little bit of our critical thinking ability, who is it that supports homosexuality? Who is it that supports lesbianism? Who is it that supports abortion? Who is it that supports LGBTQIA more than any other group of people? More than Christians, which you wouldn't expect Christians to support those things, right? More than atheists, more than godless atheists, Jewish people, according to mainline Jewish publications, according to Gallup polls, support gay marriage, abortion, LGBTQIA+, plus more than any other group, more than atheists who are godless. That's according to the Israel National News' David Rosenberg. So according to a Jewish individual and a Jewish publication and according to a major respected polling like Gallup, Jews support LGBTQIA more than any other group. In fact, if you go to the Internet and type in LGBTQ capital of the world, Tel Aviv Israel pops up. Tel Aviv Israel is the LGBTQ gay capital of the Middle East and the entire world. That's a fact. Look it up. They're proud of it. Now, why is the world obsessed with Ukraine? Why is the world obsessed with Zelensky? Why is Zelensky, you know, like they wanted they wanted him to like appear at the Grammys? You know, like he, I mean, I guess that's appropriate. You win an award for making stuff up and being an actor. I mean, if I was Will Smith, I'd slap Zelensky across the face. The guy's a piece of trash as far as I'm concerned. L- listen to what this guy says, demanding that the U.S. Congress gives him money, demanding that the United Nations and, and, and the United States, they, they, they just declare and investigate war crimes and genocide. And then when EU heads ask for proof, Zelensky says, why would you ask for proof? Are you questioning? I'm Jewish. How could you question me? We're going to get to all that in a second. But my question is, why are we obsessed? Well, because, again, according to The Atlantic and according to major publications every day, Zelensky's Jewish, so we have to be worried about this because the Russians are committing what amounts to a new holocaust against Jewish people in Ukraine. One of the most absurd, outrageous, ludicrous things I've ever heard. And we're going to break that all down in a second. But again, let me ask that question. Why are they obsessed? And why are the Democrats in particular obsessed with Ukraine? Why are Democrats in particular obsessed with LGBTQIA? Why LGBTQIA? Why obsessed with, you know, perversity and pornography, teaching kids about pornography? That's a thing. There's website is a website called Amaze that teaches kids that are like three and four and five years old that pornography is not only, you know, something that exists, but it's something that as a kid you should be watching. Yes, it's normal. Lots of people watch porn. After all, it's right there and it's free. Find out more about porn right here on Amaze. Little cartoon characters. Find out more about porn right here on Amaze. Okay, so who is financing all this? Who is funding all of this? Who is promoting? Who's benefiting from all of this? Well, according to the Jerusalem Post, U.S. Jews contribute to half of all donations to the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party is promoting all this LGBTQIA, perversity in school, pornography to children, and then, of course, supporting people like Zelensky because he's Jewish, you'd have to imagine it's because of the 50% Jewish lobby that runs the Democratic Party. That doesn't mean all Jews are bad. It doesn't mean all Jews are evil. It's not anti-Semitic. It's a fact that the Jerusalem Post reported on. It's a fact. It's a statement of fact. It's reality. It's the truth. If you don't like it, that's not my problem. The same article from the Jerusalem Post also says, that Jewish people contribute to 25% of all Republican 
donations. So, but 50% of all Democrats, so maybe that's why the Democrats support LGBTQIA, the capital of which is Tel Aviv, Israel, the gay capital of the world, Tel Aviv, Israel. Maybe that's why the Democrats support perversity in schools and teaching kids about sex and pornography and gender because, well, the Democratic Party is primarily financed by Jewish individuals who, more than any other group, according to a Gallup poll, support gay marriage and abortion and LGBTQIA and, you know, all kinds of other things that are considered perverse, even to atheists, according to the poll. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they support Zelensky, because Zelensky, according to The Atlantic, how Zelensky gave the world a Jewish hero. He's brave, they say. He's overcome Jewish suffering by perpetual outsiders. And they love him. That's what The Atlantic says. Literally everything on this show is completely documented in mainline news. I'm just stringing it all together. Now, right now we're hearing about genocide and things like that in Ukraine. But nobody wants to talk about how the United Nations has for years. One of the most recent reports back in 2019, we talked about this when it happened. According to the United Nations, Israeli settlements are a, quote, flagrant violation under international law. The settlements are a violation of international law. The Israeli government is committing daily genocide against the Palestinian people. And you do not have to be an anti-Semite or a Nazi to understand that. Plus, it doesn't really make a lot of sense when people call you a Nazi for saying that because, one, that's from the United Nations website, and two, Israel was set up and established by literal Nazis. Joseph Goebbels, propaganda minister under Adolf Hitler, went to what is now modern-day Israel, and they coined a commemorative medal with a Star of David on one side and a swastika on the other side. Hitler signed the transfer agreement or the Havara agreement between the Nazi party and the international Jewish elite to transport Jews and put them into the concentration camp that is the state of Israel today, the apartheid terrorist state where the average Jewish person is as captive and as subdued as the average Palestinian person, just more in a psychological way than a physical way. And the world looks on as Israel cuts off food and cuts off water and cuts off sewage lines and sprays sewage on the streets and arrests little kids and rapes women and rapes children and puts people into torture chambers. That's okay. It's okay when Israel uses white phosphorus. It's okay when Israel kills thousands of innocent people when Israel bombs Syria. That's okay because they're Jewish. All right? I'll say it. Call me whatever you want, but it's okay because they're Jewish. Now, I know that most people don't have more than a one- or two-dimensional mind, but let's look at this in a multidimensional aspect, you know, a multidimensional way, a multidimensional aspect. Think about it. How is it that it's okay for Israel to commit war crimes, but it's not okay even if Putin was committing war crimes, for Putin to commit war crimes, or for the U.S. to commit war crimes. A war crime is a war crime. It doesn't matter if Israel's behind it and you're Jewish, or if you're Russian, if you're an Orthodox Christian, if you're American. A war crime is a war crime. Why is there more concern about what Russia is doing in Ukraine suddenly out of nowhere over the last month, and then what's been happening in Palestine for 
hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, go back to the Bible. God instructed the Israelites to slaughter the Palestinians. Tens of thousands of them. It's in the Bible. It's in the, it's in the Bible. I got a copy right here. It's in the Bible. They were they committed the, the Israeli the Israelis committed mass genocide against Palestinians hundreds and hundreds and hundreds thousands of years ago. It's ongoing. Nobody has a sticker that says I stand with Palestine, and if they do, they're called an anti-Semite. I have a friend that she lived in Saudi Arabia. She just moved back to the states, and uh, when we used to get together and talk when we lived in Boise, she again she's from Saudi Arabia. Uh, she she grew up a Muslim, and uh, she you know she gave me a I I kind of thought this, but she gave me a new perspective on the world. She told me things like, well, she's like your media lies about everything. She's like in the Middle East, it's not really a not even in the Middle East, the rest of the world, it's not really a, a, a weird thing to say that Israel has you know, immense influence and that Jewish people basically control aspects of Western governments and society. She's like, that's not a, it's not even a questionable thing. It's just like when I taught real estate class and, I, and there was a girl in the class from France and she said, yeah, when I grew up, in, when I was growing up in France, she's like, they just they taught us in school that the royal family had something to do with Princess Diana's murder. It's like the rest of the world is aware of these things. It's just Western media and Western education doesn't teach these things because it all ties into that weird, that weird Christian Jewish ethos. It's just weird. It's bizarre. This fetish. So Israel can commit war crimes. Nobody wants to say anything. So since the Democratic Party gets half their financing from Jewish elite, this doesn't mean average Jewish people. It means that certain wealthy people are hiding behind the Jewish identity, hiding behind Jewish suffering to make a profit, like Norman Finkelstein said in the Holocaust industry. And that profit doesn't have to be financial. That profit can be political. That profit can be cultural. Half of the Democratic Party is financed by those same Jewish individuals who then are the biggest supporters of LGBTQIA, as Tel Aviv is the LGBTQI capital of the world, gay capital of the world. So it's no wonder the Democratic Party is obsessed with LGBTQI and obsessed with uh, Zelensky as a Jewish person and obsessed with Ukraine, but not concerned over war crimes in Israel. I mean, some actual Democrats are, but the progressive, communist, extremist left is not because... I mean, this is a radical, fetishizing, compulsive, obsessive group of psychopaths that see themselves as the dominant chosen people that get to rule the planet. And when we come back from break, I'm going to tell you what's happening in Ukraine is so bizarrely similar, like disturbingly similar, weirdly similar (laughs) to every book TV show, movie documentary, and Holocaust Museum. All the narratives, all the stories, it's the exact same thing. Making me think this is a recycling of history, but not because it's actually happening, because the narrative is being spun to take billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to make more money. It's another big scam. We're going to break it down here on The Secret Teachings. I know it's controversial, but I promise you, if you listen, Mainline News, I'm going to show you what my theory is. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. And this is The Secret Teachings Radio Broadcasting five nights a week. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. In this segment, the last segment, I'm going to break down a little theory that I have. A little bit of historical context. And a few questions that, to ask them, are considered societally and culturally taboo. According to a Newsweek article, and I have to read you this article because it's an outrageous, outrageous series of statements that must just batter the minds of the average person to the point where they just give in to believing it because, well, it's authoritative. It's what I was kind of told in history class, so it must be true. This is from Newsweek. On the 7th of April, it says, liberal Nazi dictators may take power in the U.S. and Europe 
Russia claims. After previously claiming that Ukraine was led by neo-Nazis, despite the Eastern European nation having a Jewish president, Russia is now arguing that the United States and Europe are at risk of being taken over by liberal Nazi dictatorships. I mean, well, the Antifa scum in the streets, you know, the, the, the progressive Democrats in control that seem to support this. I mean, yeah, it, it seems like many U.S. cities and parts of the government are already taken over by liberal Nazis, even though they hate Nazis. And I don't understand how being Jewish means that you can't be a Nazi. Nazi means National Socialist. And the last time I checked, National Socialism is the cornerstone of the modern Democratic Party, which gets half of its money from Jewish groups, according to the Jerusalem Post. U.S. Jews contribute half of all donations to the Democratic Party headline, Jerusalem Post. So if half of all the money for the Democratic Party is coming from Jewish people, that's not anti-Semitic, okay? You're anti-Gentile and you're anti-fact and you're anti-conversation and open free thought. I am saying, based on the Jerusalem Post, 50% of all money to the Democratic Party comes from Jews in the United States. Doesn't mean I hate Jews. It's a, it's a factual statement. Now, if that's the case, and Jewish people, according to Israel National News and David Rosenberg, I'd assume is Jewish, American Jews strongly back gay marriage and abortion, among other things, even more so than those with no religion, according to a Gallup poll. Tel Aviv is also the gay LGBTQ capital of the Middle East and the world. So if the Democratic Party is pushing LGBTQIA, maybe it's because those that finance and fund them are the biggest supporters of LGBTQIA. Maybe it's because in the 1920s in Germany, a strong Jewish communist sect, communist, national socialists, Nazis and communists are really the same thing, maybe just kind of different tactics, but very similar tactics. If the Democratic Party is pushing LGBTQIA and the Democratic Party is pushing hardcore socialism and national socialism, then the Democratic Party is pushing the ideologies of those that finance and fund them, which includes LGBTQIA, the capital of which is Tel Aviv, and national socialism, that of which when communism was tried in the 20s in Germany, it involved promoting promiscuinity, transvestites, perversity toward family structures, dismantling the family structure, pornography given to, ch given to children. We've talked about the Weimar years for, for a long time here on The Secret Teachings. That's a no-no taboo topic for most people. The fun funny thing is, have you ever watched that TV show Arrested Development? I think it's the newest season, the fifth season. I think it's the final season. When uh, one of the characters, maybe she's up in the the, the penthouse, and uh, there's like there's like sex toys and you know like lingerie all over the place, and she's like she's like it's like the Weimar Republic in here. Yeah, I mean, I thought that joke was was hilarious because that's that's what the Weimar Republic was. It was sexual promiscuity and perversity. It was uh, transvestites, which is where the word came from. It was sexual surgeries, and now that's all we hear about: puberty blockers. Hormone therapy, sexual surgeries, gender affirmation, and the Democratic Party's pushing that. Why? Because the people that finance them are the biggest proponents and biggest supporters of it. It's not very hard to figure out how and why that's happening. That's where the money's coming from. I'd assume that's where the money's coming from for the incest pornography that is exploding. No pun intended. It's coming from the same people that finance the Democratic Party. 
because that's what they want. They want the incest. They want the perversity. They want the family unit destroyed. This is not an opinion. This isn't even about Semites or anti-Semites. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish or not. It's the people that support this. Jewish people are victims of it, just like gay people are victims of it. They're using minority groups and people that have traditionally suffered from oppression, Jews, gay people, queer people, and they're using them as shields to advance political agendas to dismantle society, ladies and gentlemen. It's a ruse. And like our obsessive-compulsive fetishizing of Ukraine, though we don't remember the Holodomor, we don't give a damn about Shanghai. We don't give a damn about 25 million people starving to death and suffering and not having medical treatment. We don't give a damn about those people, the three, four, five, six million, God knows how many Uyghurs in concentration camps in China today. We don't give a damn about those people. That's why when I was thinking of a show name for tonight, I thought, Shanghai. We're being Shanghai, folks. You know, the, the old idea of drugging someone and dragging them onto a ship and making them be a slave for you on the ship or duping somebody, lying to somebody, tricking somebody, pulling one over on somebody. We're all being Shanghai. Zelensky is part of the Shanghai. Zelensky is the drug. You take the drug, you wake up with no money in a concentration camp. That's what's happening. A psychological, cultural castration that puts you in a psychological, cultural concentration camp, concentrating all of your energy, all of your attention into this tiny little hive mind where you are not allowed to think for yourself. You are not allowed to speak You are not allowed to practice your religion. You have no right to life. You have no right to liberty. You have no right to the pursuit of happiness. You are part of the state. That's all that you are. You're part of the state. And when the state decides that you have no purpose, well, then you're obsolete and the state kills you and the state beats your dog to death and kills it because the dog could spread COVID-19 like they're doing in Shanghai. So when you consider all this, it's weird that Newsweek would say, "How how could Russia fight Nazis when Zelensky's Jewish? You know, Jews can be Nazis, right? It's National Socialist. In fact, Jewish people are the biggest supporters of National Socialism because the Democratic Party, which has become National Socialist, is promoted and financed primarily by Jewish people. That's a fact, according to the Jerusalem Post. It's not even necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it's a fact. Just like communists are usually promoted by Jewish people. I know that's hard to comprehend because Hitler hated Jews. Hitler thought Jewish people were responsible for a lot of these ills in society. But have you ever read Mein Kampf? Because it's usually misinterpreted because, well, you never read it. So people tell you things that they want you to think that Hitler said when he didn't actually say them. I'm not saying Hitler didn't hate Jews, but there's a reason why. There's a reason why Putin decided to go into Ukraine. I mean, 14,000 Russians have been killed in the last seven years. Nobody gives a damn about them in eastern Ukraine. That means you can commit war crimes and genocide. No, it doesn't mean you commit war crimes and genocide. What it means is it's not unprovoked. Hitler's disgust of Jewish people is not unprovoked. It doesn't mean it's right, but there's a reasoning behind it. That's not, it's not just blind hatred. It's not just blind aggression. Jewish people can be Nazis, okay? Russian President Vladimir Putin. That's one sentence, you know, from the article. It took 10 minutes to explain. President Vladimir Putin bizarrely claimed that Ukraine, this is still from Newsweek, Ukraine needed to be denazified and it was led by neo-Nazis ahead of his internationally condemned invasion of Ukraine. Now Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service Director Sergei Narshkin has claimed in a new article published on the website of Russia's National Defense Magazine that Western nations are at risk of falling under Nazi control. Well, I, I actually agree with with uh, Sergi, 
He said, quote, we will see the rise in the West of genuine civic consciousness that's not directed toward the mythical Russian threat, but toward its own leaders that are forcing ordinary Europeans and Americans to pay for their reckless geopolitical moves and miscalculations from their own pockets. Well, you see that with gas prices, food costs, and the general distrust of government, the general distaste that we have in our mouth for our so-called democratic leadership. It's not actually democratic. It's a, a socialist, Nazi, fascist, communist leadership, misleadership. Such an awakening, Sergi says, can only be welcomed, although it's possible that it will end not by the coming to power in the U.S. and European states of nationally oriented, sensible and realistic politicians, but by the establishment of complete and undisguised liberal Nazi dictatorships in the Western area. Well, that's you see. Oh, he's reading Russian propaganda. Well, that's what I believe before I even read this article. That's why I printed this article and I and I highlighted it because I mean, maybe maybe Sergi Narshkin listens to shows like The Secret Teachings, or maybe Sergi just knows what's going on because the rest of the world knows this and the West doesn't seem to comprehend it. He also said that the Russian world is determined to defend the right to its own identity. Whether you agree with what Russia is doing or not, Russia has a right to defend their own identity, period. In the face of aggressive globalism, embodied in U.S. hegemony, NATO's expansion... I want to save this last part for a second. Notice that the Russians are anti-American. They're anti-American establishment. Notice that the American establishment is anti-Russia and anti-Russian people and culture. See how that works? You notice the difference? The good guys usually don't kill everybody. Good guys usually just kill the bad guys. The policy, according to Sergei Narshkin, that Russia does not support, is liberal interventionism and LGBTQ propaganda. Why would they bring up LGBTQ propaganda? Maybe because in Russia, they're trying to put Russian children on puberty blockers, hormone therapy, gender affirmation, and also gender change surgery, which is exactly what the communists tried to do in the Weimar years of 1920s Germany, and they were luckily eventually stopped. But see, that's what Sergi was saying. That's what the guy is saying. I can't even believe I'm, I'm quoting a Russian foreign intelligence service director. That's what the guy is saying is what's going to happen is you're going to get people that are going to come to power. And it would be nice if they're sensible, realist politicians, but the likelihood of that happening is very unlikely. What's going to happen is liberal Nazi dictatorships. That's precisely what happened, folks, with Adolf Hitler because of the smut and the pornography and the incest and the disgusting perversity that was pervasive throughout German society in the 1920s. People were tired of it. People wanted their German identity back. People wanted jobs. People wanted security. People wanted to feel empowered. People wanted a national defense. So Hitler took power. And the rest is history. That's what you push the world to when you push this perversity and this garbage. The article goes on to say, Russia has denied the allegations of genocide. Zelensky has accused Russia of committing, quote, genocide against Ukrainians. President Joe Biden, of course, dubbed Putin a war criminal and blasted Russia over the allegations of murdered civilians and mass graves. Now, there's the one key element right there. Murdered civilians and mass graves that basically sponsored my inspiration for tonight's show. I want you to keep that in mind for a second. Mass graves and murdered civilians. Mass graves and murdered civilians. Mass graves and murdered civilians. According to a Yahoo News article, Zelensky says an EU politician told him to show proof that what's happened in Ukraine, quote, was not staged. 
Zelensky says, quote, he basically said, show us proof that all this was not staged, that your people really died, end quote. According to the article, Zelensky refused to name the politician or when exactly this conversation happened, but his remarks come after a number of atrocities across Ukraine. You'd imagine that if someone actually said that, then not only should Zelensky be able to prove it and not be offended by it, but you know the, 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 the politician, whoever this was, you, you should be able to name who they are. If they're not supporting you anyway, they're your, why not name them? Why not just name who it was? I doubt it was even a human being. I, I, I believe this whole story was probably fabricated. That's what it seems like. But even if it wasn't fabricated, just name the person. What does it matter? Name the person. You don't like them anyway. Name them. Out them. Who, who said that they wanted proof? I mean, I want proof. Show me proof. All I've seen are incinerators, crematoriums that are actually from 2013, the ghost of Kiev, which was fabricated, Snake Island, which was fabricated, and virtually every other so-called atrocity, which was totally fabricated. So how am I supposed to believe Zelensky or the news when everything they tell me is a lie? Zelensky said the Russians are committing genocide. They're murdering civilians. There's mass graves and hundreds and hundreds of bodies found in Ukrainian suburbs. Okay, keep that in mind. Here's the crematorium story. The Ministry of Defense, according to The Telegraph, February 23rd, released footage of a vehicle-mounted crematorium with room to, quote, evaporate one human body at a time, which has been seen trailing Russian forces and is expected to follow any troops into Ukraine. See, it's been seen. Has it been documented? No. Ben Wallace, the defense secretary, suggested, look at these words, has been trailing. It's been seen. Seen trailing. Suggested. That's not proof. Seen trailing suggested the use of such a system may be a way for the Kremlin to cover up any future combat losses, fearing a repeat of the criticism at home when Russia first invaded Ukraine in 2014. Oh, you mean when the U.S. and Western allies overthrew the Ukrainian government in 2014 and then over the next seven to eight years, the Ukrainians ultimately slaughtered 14,000 Russians, civilians, raped them, tortured them, bombed them on video, some of it. In the footage released by the MOD, so we'd expect the MOD to have some evidence of this, acrylic text overlaid on the video says the equipment which was created specifically for the destruction of hazardous biological waste comes from a St. Petersburg company called Tourmaline. Tourmaline. However, just like the first two article paragraphs say, these crematoriums have been seen trailing Russian forces, not photographed, not videoed, not documented, and Ben Wallace, the defense secretary, suggested what the use of the system might be for. No proof, no evidence. However, the video footage of the crematorium dates to 2013. It was posted by a Russian incinerator construction company, so it was Russian. It was not footage from the ground. It was an incineration crematorium from what I read, that was used for trash, not for burning Russian soldiers or Jews on the ground. So what do we have here? Zelensky says the Russians are committing genocide. Joe Biden says Putin is a war criminal. The White House and Zelensky say civilians are being murdered. There's mass graves, hundreds of civilians alone in Buka. And there's mobile crematoriums following behind. There's mobile crematoriums ready to burn the bodies of the dead. Keep that in mind. Here's the New York Post. Russian soldiers have raped girls as young as 10 and pulled out Ukrainians' tongues. 
while also burning swastikas into their victims' bodies, according to a Ukrainian official. But did they find any evidence or proof of this? No. They have one blurry picture of what looks like it could be a swastika on a body. No proof, though, that that photo was even taken in Ukraine, just like the crematoriums that were evidenced by video from eight years ago. Ukrainian President Zelensky told the United States Security Council that the Russians had committed, quote, the most terrible war crimes since World War II. Oh, so he's evoking the World War II, the most terrible war crimes since World War II, terrorized civilians just for their pleasure. I think I've heard that as well before. Let's keep that in mind. They killed entire families, adults and children, and they tried to burn the bodies. All right. Let's just that whole line right there. That whole Zelensky quote. They killed entire families, adults and children, and they tried to burn the bodies. Oh, you mean like what you did to the Russians for the last eight years, Zelensky? Not all Zelensky, of course, just what the Ukrainians did to the Russians for the last seven, eight years. And the Russians come in to protect their own people. And then, oh, no, the Russians are invaders. Doesn't mean they have a right to commit war crimes if they are. But the point is, Russia has a right to defend themselves. Russia has a right to defend their people. I mean, here in Tucson, there, there, there are so many people here from Mexico so many migrants, legal and illegal. I mean, I'm a, I'm a minority here in Tucson, okay? I mean, from Native American tribes to, to, to people coming over from Mexico, I'm a minority here. But see, if here in Tucson, the local government decided to kill all the Mexicans, and all, as Mexicans continued to come here, they just kept killing Mexicans, kept killing Spanish people, kept killing Native people, I'd imagine that Mexico might have an issue with that, you know? Or if Canadians were coming down, you know, or let's just use states. Let's say Californians keep pouring into Boise, Idaho and Arizona and, you know, Montana and Idaho gets tired of it. We're tired of Californians coming here. They start killing Californians. And then California says, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're killing Californians. We're going to we're going to come over there and stop you. I mean, California would have a right, maybe. I mean, it's, it's different because you, you leave California, you become a citizen of Idaho. But it's, it's the same concept, right? Would Mexico not have a right to come and stop the slaughter of Mexicans? Would Canada not have the right to stop the slaughter of Canadians? Does Russia not have the right to stop the slaughter of Russians, especially in Russian-recognized territory? Especially the fact that a lot of people don't know this, but the Ukrainians have not upheld. I think it was called the, it was called the, the is it called Minsk? It's called the Minsk, yeah, the Minsk Agreement in 2014, designed to regular, uh, regularize the status of the regions within the Ukraine, uh, the Ukrainian state, like, like Donbass, the Donbass region where the troops are heading, you know, uh, Lunghask and, and Donetsk, where all the Russian people are. The Russians are going there to protect them because they've asked for it. They've For years, they've asked for that assistance. They killed entire families, adults, and children. They tried to burn the bodies. Some of them were shot on the streets. Others were thrown into wells so they died there in suffering. Civilians were crushed by tanks while sitting in their cars in the middle of the road. I mean, who's sitting in their car in the middle of the road and sees a tank coming? And just sits there and, and just lets the tank run him over. Zelensky also claimed the militants raped and killed Ukrainian women in the front of their families. And they did a lot of this, quote, just for their pleasure. According to Lysia Vasilenko, Vasilenko, a Ukrainian member of parliament, 10-year-old girls have been found with vaginal and rectal tears after being raped, while dead women have been found with swastika shapes burned into their bodies. See, swastika-shaped burns. It doesn't mean they were actual swastika, swastika shaped burns, but nevertheless, swastikas, right? And vaginal and rectal tears, are they, are they taking 10-year-old girls and giving them rectal examinations? And, oh, you have, you have rectal tearing. Did, did a Russian rape you? 
She said, I'm speechless. Russia men did this. And Russian mothers raised them a nation of immoral criminals. Look at the way that they call them immoral criminals. Let's keep that in mind. And then Atlantic says Zelensky is a Jewish hero. And you should probably know this. Vladimir Zelensky said, quote, this was a week ago. We will become a big Israel with its own force. We will not be surprised if we have representatives of the armed forces or the National Guard and cinemas, supermarkets, and people with weapons. We will become a big Israel. Zelensky, who is Jewish, has long held Israel as a model for his country, though he has also been critical of the Israeli government's decision to maintain a relatively neutral line in the conflict. So let me flash through all this one more time. Zelensky is accusing Russia of committing genocide accusing Putin of being a war criminal. Joe Biden has parroted that. The White House has parroted that. Zelensky and the White House have said that they're killing civilians in Ukraine. There are mass graves in Ukraine. How dare an EU politician ask for proof that some of these events were not staged? Russia is deploying crematoriums to burn the bodies, although that turned out to be false. The Russians supposedly burned swastikas into victims' bodies, though if you read the article, it's swastika-shaped burns. So they're invoking the swastika. They're invoking the needless suffering just for the pleasure of the occupiers that they're committing war crimes. Zelensky related this to World War II and said they kill entire families, adults and children. They try to burn the bodies. They say they're cutting out Ukrainian tongues and they're taking people to filtration camps. These are all the hallmarks of the Holocaust, aren't they? And what do we hear all the time about the Holocaust? Decades and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades later. Well, Holocaust museums, people that make documentaries, movies, write books, they still need more money. TV commercials, donate to Jewish causes. Jewish, 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 Jewish. 100 million plus people die of communism, national socialism, fascism in the 20th century, but only 6 million Jews matter. Most of the world's population is not LGBTQI. Most of the world's population doesn't want their children to learn about pornography, but the Democratic Party is receiving half their campaign contributions from Jewish people, according to the Jerusalem Post. And Israel, Tel Aviv, seems to be, in their own words, the LGBTQIA gay capital of the world. They are bigger supporters of gay marriage and abortion than any other religion, including people that have no religion, according to Israel National News. And in the midst of all this, the United States is shipping billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars in foreign aid to Ukraine. About double what we normally send to Ukraine, 13 plus billion dollars. And according to Forbes magazine, another $500 million in direct budgetary aid is being given to Ukraine. Meanwhile, Americans can barely afford to put gas in their cars. Americans can barely afford to pay for food, barely afford to pay their bills. And we're going to dump billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars into Ukraine because Zelensky needs more money. And why does he need more money? Well, because they're burning bodies, there's swastikas, there's mass graves, there's filtration camps. And when you ask for proof, you're called the equivalent of an anti-Semite. How dare you question Zelensky? He's Jewish. How dare you question the Ukrainians? They're suffering. How dare you question what's happening in Ukraine? The Russians are Nazis. Does anybody see a parallel, a pattern, a trend They're cutting out Ukrainian tongues, raping women. We see rectal scars in 10-year-old girls. Why are you investigating the rectums of 10-year-old girls to find rectal scars? At least explain how that happens before you just make that outrageous claim. This is the same thing that happened prior to World War I. The Germans were accused of making soap out of human fat, lamps out of human skin. 
The same stories persisted throughout World War II and after the war where they became exponentially spread as a form of anti-German propaganda. They were using Jews to make soap and Jews to make lamps out of Jewish fat and Jewish skin. Claims of genocide, war crimes, mobile crematoriums to burn bodies, filtration, concentration camps, swastikas, mass graves, and brutal bodily decimation, cutting tongues out, putting babies on the end of bayonets they accused the Germans of. Now the Russians are cutting out Ukrainian tongues. They're raping women in mass. They're all presented to us as evidence of the atrocities being committed by the Russians against Ukrainian people and the very proudly Jewish Zelensky that the media is just slobbering over. One is not allowed to question the motivation or ask for proof of such things without being dismissed as an anti-Semite. These are the very core elements of every Jewish Holocaust museum, book, documentary, movie, TV show, etc. And it's not my opinion and it's not anti-Semitic. If you think that, then you are anti-fact, anti-history, and you are anti-Gentile. As Norman Finkelstein, the Jewish author, wrote in The Holocaust Industry, the suffering of the Jewish people throughout history is being marketed to shake down decent people today. The same shakedown is being used with any LGBTQ individual as the shield to advance a political agenda, and political it is. Very anti-human, it is. Very elitist, it is. The idea of a chosen people, the master race, very similar. The Democratic Party in particular is compulsively obsessed and fetishizing over Ukraine in the same way they are over LGBTQIA plus matters. And within this weird obsession is the marketing of pornography and perversity to children, as was done by liberal communist subversives in the 1920s Weimar Germany. Considering that, according to the Jerusalem Post, Jewish people contribute 50% of all campaign donations to the Democratic Party, it's no wonder where that money comes from. It's no wonder what, therefore, their agenda is. That doesn't mean average Jewish people are bad. It means Jewish people are being used as a shield to advance political agendas. It means gay people are being used as a shield to advance political agendas. Tel Aviv, Israel is the LGBTQ capital of the world, the gay capital of the Middle East. Look it up. And Jewish people are the biggest supporters of such issues, according to Israel National News and a Gallup poll, even more so than atheists. They're also some of the biggest supporters of communism and national socialism. Yes, Israel was founded by Nazis, the Havara Agreement. Now, evidence of such atrocities is really hard to come by as the media has fabricated virtually every major story out of Ukraine, including the crematoriums, including the mass graves and the mass genocide, where there's no evidence or proof of. But you can't ask that question. However... Evidence can be found ripe in China with concentration camps, with millions of Uyghurs, 25 million residents in Shanghai lockdown with dwindling food, pets being beaten to death, no medical care, people dying in the hospitals needlessly. But the world is not concerned with millions of Chinese people once again suffering just as they cared very little about the 65 million being slaughtered in the 20th century alone by communists. Instead, the focus has been on 6 million Jews, none of the millions of other people slaughtered in the name of fascism, communism, national socialism, etc. during the same time period. And interestingly, since the Democratic Party gets most of its money from Jewish individuals and Jewish groups, it's weird that the party is taking a turn toward rabid national socialism. So what is very, very clear and not so odd, what's really simple to understand is that we are all being shanghaied. We are all being shook down in the name of human decency. You care, right? Give more money to Holocaust museums. You care, right? We can't forget 9-11. We can't forget the Holocaust. We can't forget the atrocities being committed against the Ukrainians. The Chinese? Eh, who cares? Holocaust genocide throughout history, Rwanda, Bosnia, Serbia, Syria, Iraq... 
Eh, who cares? South America, Canada, North America, eh, who cares? But the Ukrainians matter. The Jewish people matter. I mean, Zelensky did say he wanted Ukraine to be a big Israel. So there's some weird fetishizing obsessive compulsiveness with Holocaust narratives that go back to the early 20th century that were repeated during World War II and now are being repeated today in Ukraine. I'm Ryan Gable. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to the archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. Leave us a review on the podcast radio player of your choice. And no, I don't think Jewish people are bad. I don't know why people think that. Jewish people, like LGBTQIA people, are being used as a shield to advance political agendas. It's more complex than black and white. It's more complex than left or right. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast.